Well, hi guys. Alex McDonald, joined by the lovely Danielle Munoz. Hi, Danny. Hey, Al. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. What? Steve said he tried Rumble, and it said the stream had ended. It says we're live and recording is in progress. Let me press play. We're on. I'm looking at your head right now. Yeah, There's me. I'm looking at it. So we're definitely on, Steve. I'm not sure... Not sure what happened there, brother. Um, I don't know why I'm just looking at Danielle at this point either. Um, yeah, no, we're live over there. So hopefully, if people want to watch on Rumble, they'll be able to uh, they'll be able to get over there. And because um, we're not on YouTube, we are in fact not on the YouTubes. We are absolutely not on YouTube. We are currently banned from YouTube for two weeks. Got a strike today. Notice I'm not upset. Got a strike today for, um, say what, Danny? I'm bothered. Are you? I, I, we, listen, we knew it was coming. How long have we been saying we're not going to be on there for long? Here's what it's for. Content that advances false claims that widespread fraud, errors, or glitches changed the outcome of the U.S. 2020 presidential election is not allowed on YouTube. So apparently we promoted widespread election fraud. The video in question was a video, 14-minute video that I edited and uploaded that was entitled 25% um, of Democrats think men get pregnant. And we talked about the, the stuff that Democrats think we believe and the stuff that Democrats believe. And I correctly stated that Democrats believe the 2016 election was stolen by Russia. YouTube have no policies against that. I'm allowed to say it. I correctly stated that Stacey Abrams believes that the uh, 2018 gubernatorial election was stolen. They have no policies against that. I'm allowed to say it. I said that Democrats believe that we think the 2020 election was stolen by fraud and that Donald Trump believes that the 2020 election was stolen by fraud. That's what I said. Democrats think we believe that. Donald Trump believes it. Didn't say it was true. I did say there are verifiable convictions for fraud in 2020. And I gave YouTube examples of those in Arizona and in Florida. Actual fraud convictions from 2020 related to the election. But um, YouTube, they're looking. We now have two strikes, one more, and I'm blocked, banned from YouTube indefinite period gone. And I'll guarantee you that they are actively looking for that third strike, Danielle. Oh Guaranteed. gosh. Yes, definitely. Guaranteed. Um, so yeah, you won't find us on YouTube for at least a couple of weeks and maybe even not then, maybe even not then, because, uh, like I said, they're, they're, they're going to find reasons to get rid of any conservative content. We are conservative content to a point and they're going to use whatever whatever means they have at their disposal to get rid of us anyway like and again like i said you i'm not you don't see me upset this time right after after that last strike getting a strike for a joke obvious satire you don't see me upset about this anymore and i'm not youtube can uh what is it steven crater says youtube can piss off 
I think yes. is what he says. Let's say hi to our friends. Who do we got? We got Peggy Brown here. Hey, Peggy. Hey, Peggy. Uh, Phil Morris is here. Pork Chop. What's Pork up, chop. brother? Good to see you. Your mom's here. Hi, Rita. Thank you hey, for mama. tuning in. Uh, Michelle Ivy is here. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. I'm guessing that's Holly. Facebook Holly. user. Hello, hey, Holly. Uh, Dondra's here. Hey, Dondra. Hey, hey, and Dondra was here at the beginning of the show, not the end of the show. That means Dondra was on time. Well done, Dondra. Thank you. <laughs> Lisa. I'm a prick. Hey, Lisa, Lisa Morris is here. Hi, Lisa. Good to see you, friend. Bill Campbell's here. What's up, Bill? Hey, the Hammer's here. Steve is with us. What's going on, Steve? Uh, here's Janine. Hey, Janine. Thank you hey, for Janine. finding us on Facebook, Janine. Uh, Linda Ewing's here. Hey, Linda. Hey, Linda. Um, <laughs> what is it? Uh, Rich Archer's here. What's up, brother? Good to see you. JJ's with us. Hey, hey JJ. Richard Bradshaw. JJ? What's up, Richard? Donger's telling hey, Richard. me to hush. <laughs> hush, Alex. Um, thanks for we being here. We haven't seen JJ in a while. JJ, good to see you. I we have not. Good well. to see you, JJ. Um, it's good to be back. Thank you for joining us. Got a lot to talk about tonight. It's going to be a good one. Also, uh, choices available for people tonight on the uh, Just for Fun radio channel. We got, uh, I think Charles is doing his show. We're doing our show. Y'all can swap between, give each of us some views, pump up them numbers, and... Uh... I mean, that's, Yeah, that's... I, I wasn't sure if it was tonight that he was changing his schedule and... Mm-hmm. Yep. I think, okay, be, cool. I think they'll be streaming... I don't know. I I guess Mondays for sure. I don't know what other evenings. I thought they did I think Wednesdays. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're they're streaming on Just for Fun Radio as well. So uh, check them out. Give them a give them oh, a yeah. like or something. Give them love. Pump up them numbers. Let's get them more numbers than Scotty gets. Dude. What? What? Scotty doesn't mind a bit of competition. Have you met Scotty? Yeah, actually, he does mind a bit of competition, but that's okay. Yeah. Hey, all traffic to his page is right. traffic to his it's page. His page that so, is valid. That's right. All right, let's talk about some stuff. Let's start with Good. this. Ugh. So, actually, let's start with this. On a, on September seventh, when Eliza Fletcher hadn't returned from her usual early morning run, her husband called the Memphis Police Department. Within, I just read what Don just said. Within hours, investigators had recovered. Dan, she's talking about you, obviously, Danielle. Within hours, investigators had recovered surveillance video of the violent abduction of Ms. Fletcher near the University of Memphis. A day after that, the police arrested Clothoa, Cleothea, I don't know, Abstin, who also goes by Cleotha Henderson, a man who, investigators say, drove an SUV that matched the model and the distinctive taillight damage on the vehicle in the video. Mr. Abson's DNA matched DNA found on the sandals left near where Ms. Flesher was abducted. He's seen wearing the same kind of sandals in a surveillance video recorded at a local theater the day before she disappeared. According to investigators, cell phone data confirmed that his phone was in the area around the time the abduction took place. On Monday, September 5th, investigators found a body in the tall grass behind a vacant duplex near the home of Mr. Abstin's brother, where a witness told investigators she saw Mr. Abstin cleaning the interior of the vehicle. 
His brother is not believed to be connected to the crime. The next day, the police confirmed that the remains were Miss Fletcher's. That's the grand, that's, that's the backstory. That's the groundwork. This guy violently abducted and murdered a young woman, a teacher, a young school teacher, school groomer, whatever, whatever we're calling them a these days. Go, go on. Pre-K teacher. She teaches the, taught the littles. Pre-K teacher. She teaches the, uh, she teach, teaches the Little littles. Babies. Where is Becky? Yeah. Janine's asking where's Becky. Yeah, Becky's usually on Twitch. Oh, I, yeah, don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so we talked about this last week, I think. Talked about how woke policies are infecting the justice system. This story is a blatant example of woke policies infecting the criminal justice system. So this guy, this Abstin guy, Felon charged in murder of kidnapped teacher was released early from previous abduction conviction. And it's not just the one abduction conviction this guy's had. The kidnapping suspect accused of abducting and now charged with murdering 34-year-old school teacher Eliza Fletcher, whose slain body was found by the Memphis police Monday, has a previous abduction conviction and was released early from state prison in 2020, according to court records reviewed by Town Hall. These are the records they reviewed. Town Hall's review of 38-year-old Cleotha Cleotha Dwayne Abstin's extensive criminal history shows that he spent 20 years in a state penitentiary after he was convicted of kidnapping an attorney in a similar violent fashion back in 2000 when the subject was age 16. Go on. 16. When he was 16. Sorry, I was just... He was 16. Yeah. Abstin kidnapped Memphis-based criminal defense lawyer Kemper Durand at gunpoint on the victim's way home from the office and demanded his car keys. Durand was then forced into the cold darkness of his vehicle's trunk for several hours while Abstin, alongside an accomplice, drove the victim's car through the city. The victim was pulled out from time to time to repeatedly draw cash from several several ATM machines and hand the money, money over to Abstin. Duran's assailants fled and were later captured when a nearby security guard aided his rescue at a Mapco gas station. Let's move on. Abstin's history in the juvenile court system dates back as early as 1995 when he was 12, year old, 12 years old. Duran's statement cited, uh, Duran's statement cited, sorry. Abstin appeared in juvenile court records in 95, uh, in 96, 97, 98, and 99 for charges including theft, aggravated assault, aggra aggravated assault with a weapon, and rape. Let's not forget he went to jail in, in, in 2000. Right. Or was it? Uh, uh, yeah, he, it was yeah, in 2000. He, he went to jail for the murder. So he had uh, 96, 97, 98 and 99 charges for theft, aggravated assault, ag aggravated assault with a weapon and rape. Eliza Fletcher's uh, that's a tweet. I don't need to read that. Durand. Uh, don't need that. Abstin was found guilty of aggravated robbery, robbery and especially aggravated kidnapping in 
Duran's abduction. The convicted felon was sentenced to 24 years behind bars for the kidnapping offense and 11 years incarceration for the robbery charge, but it appears the sentences ran concurrently. In 2003 and again in 2009, Epstein filed petitions for post-conviction relief, but his efforts were swatted down. Still, Epstein was released from state prison early in November 2020, according to the Felony Offenders Information Lookup application. So this is a kid or or at the time this was a kid that was a serial serial repeat offender. He kept getting released 96 97 98 99 kept getting released until in the year 2000 he kidnapped aggravated kidnap and abducted this attorney this Durand Sentenced to 24 years, served 20. It's a long time. Was released early by a parole board. I'm going to guarantee you the makeup of the parole board was a lot different than it was 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. Right. We know what's happening with parole boards. They're getting packed with these woke social justice warriors who put the rights of the criminal way before the rights of the victim. And those policies just created another American murder victim, Eliza Fletcher. She's dead because of these policies. She's dead at the hands of a psychopath. Who, who was inst- institutionalized. Who will Sorry, never who will never be re an, a psychopath who will never be rehabilitated a history his his personal history shows that he will never be rehabilitated he will always reoffend and will always end up going back to jail but these woke in these woke individuals now that that have infected parole boards up and down the nation They don't look at that evidence. They look at one thing and one thing only. The color of the man's skin. That's it. The color of his skin determines his treatment. The color of his skin determines his punishment. We talked about this in the two mass shooting incidents. The one at the Tops in... um, Christ, where was that? Tops in Buffalo. And then this most recent one that was in Texas, right? most recent mass shooting in Texas. I've told you to watch the differences that are going to occur in these two cases because the one kid was white and the one kid is black. One guy's white, one guy's black. They will be charged differently. Even though their crimes are identical, the only difference is they claim the white guy's crimes were racially motivated. They don't claim it. They state correctly Right. That the white guy's crimes were racially motivated, but they do not state that for the black guy in Texas, even though the videos prove, and I have a second video, I'm not going to play, well, not on fucking YouTube, I could play them, but I'm not going to. I have two videos now of this, this killer in Texas, two videos that absolutely prove his crimes were racially motivated. But the color of your skin determines 
the kind of criminal justice system you're going to experience, especially in these high-profile crimes, when, when attorneys like Ben Crump show up at your door to represent right. you. This kid is going to be charged remarkably different, differently from the kid in Buffalo. That's because woke policies have infected the criminal justice system. And because blacks have historically been treated like shit in America in the past, throughout history, white guilt has infected judges and prosecutors and DAs to the point where they now feel guilty about putting a person of color away for the rest of their fucking natural lives. It is white guilt that killed Eliza Fletcher. Plain and simple. It, can, it cannot be disputed. And if you do dispute it, you're an idiot. Talking right. to all well, the Well, you're leftists. not looking at the facts. That's right. You're not looking at the facts. So these policies have now become pervasive in society. People talk about institutional racism. I'm going to, I'm going to make an argument here that many people will disagree with. I don't know about many people I know might agree with it, but I know many people, if, if this were actually going to be edited and uploaded to YouTube, many people on YouTube would disagree with this. I would argue that the, the criminal justice system in 2022 is institutionally racist towards non-persons of color, to non-people of color. Because the, the, the white guilt has, become so, has, has grown to such a level that right. you can't put a person of color in prison for their crimes anymore. Why do I say that? I'll tell you why in a second. Find us on Locals. tpsreportlive.locals.com Let me turn that off and let me bring this up. Why do I say you can't put a person of color in jail anymore? In prison anymore? Because we're seeing policies like this pop up, Danielle. As of January 1st, 2023, Illinois now has a list of offenses that you cannot be detained for. Not, not that you may not be detained for. Policies that you cannot be detained for by the police. If you commit one of these crimes, they cannot take you to jail. Aggravated battery. Let's start with that one. We strip away people's gun rights for aggravated battery. Right. If you're convicted of aggravated battery, you lose your right to, the, to own a gun. You, use the right, you lose the, the right to purchase. Sorry, you lose the right to purchase a gun. I'm not sure that you lose the right to own a gun, but you probably do. They probably come by and confiscate them. Aggravated battery. You can't be, uh, can't be detained for that. Aggravated DUI. You can't, and remember, these are non-detainable offenses. So if you get pulled over for a DUI, just drive the fuck away. It's a non-detainable offense. Aggravated DUI, non-detainable. Aggravated fleeing, 
If you do get stopped for a DUI and just drive the fuck away, guess what? You can't be detained for it. It's aggravated fleeing. It's a fucking win-win. Arson. Jesus. You cannot be detained for arson. As long as there's as long as there's no injury to to person, property obviously there's going to be injury to property, doesn't matter, non-detainable. Burglary can't be detained for burglary. This is a, by the way, this is probably the best reason to get yourself a gun and arm yourself. Because if the motherfucker that burgles your house cannot be detained for it, guess what? Shoot the. Right. Almost said the C word there. Don't know why I stopped <laughs> myself. I always say it. Shoot the aggressive visitor. You cannot be detained as of January 1st, 2023 for a drug induced homicide what does that even mean it means if you provide drugs to somebody and they kill them oh and you kill them. you gotcha. cannot you cannot be detained for that drug dealers are breathing a sigh of relief right now in wow. illinois you cannot be detained for intimidation or kidnapping so the 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 crimes other than the murder let's ignore the murder let's say eliza fletcher would have survived it means that had this crime taken place in Illinois, that this uh, this guy, what's his name? Fucking uh, Cleotha. Had that, had that crime occurred in Illinois and it was simply intimidation and kidnapping, guess what? Cleotha would not be in jail. He would be on the, he would be on the, he would be out on the rob is what he'd do. He'd be out there aggravatedly kidnapping he'd be out on the snatch again is what he did as he'd soon be, as he got himself a new pair of sandals he'd be out on the snatch again cannot be detained after january 1st 2023 in illinois for robbery cannot be detained for second degree murder second degree murder that's non-premeditated murder that's not self-defense we're not talking about self-defense here. We're talking about what most of us might consider a crime of passion where you're, uh, you, you, something happens, something happens. There's no premeditation. There's no plan. It just happens right there and you happen to murder someone. So you Can't roll up on a that. scene, decide somebody needs killing. Yeah. You, you yeah. get to killing them. Yeah, if there's if there's a crime of opportunity presents itself, for example, if you're in gang A and you happen to be driving down the road and see somebody from gang B and there's no premeditation there and you murder him. Doesn't that's count. Second, Just that's without pre Just without yeah without premeditation without intent. You can't be you can't be convicted of first degree murder. So that's second degree. That means you're going to walk away. Doesn't mean you won't be charged and you won't go to court and end up in jail eventually. But they don't get to hold you pending trial. So guess what? They got to go find you again. They're going to leg it. They're going to they're going to get the yeah. hell out of the state or go underground. And you cannot be detained for threatening a public official. Eh, whatever. I don't care about that one, to be honest with you. They're pricks anyway. The public officials are the people that wrote these rules, Danielle. 
Right. You, you, yes, you should be able to give them a piece of your mind. Maybe not make threats no. to them. Maybe, no. Well, maybe not. Like I said, maybe not make threats to them. No acts of violence or anything like that. But you should. Anyone that voted to pass this bill, you should be able to walk up to them, look them in their eyes, and say, "You, sir or madam, are a piece of shit." Is what you should be able to do. Yeah. Because let me tell you what's going to happen now. All around the country, we've seen crime rates soaring as a result of policies like this. We eliminated right. cash bail here in Georgia. Guess what happened? Crime rates have gone through the roof. Skyrocket, yep. Crime, or at least we eliminated cash bail for certain uh, for certain crimes, just like they're doing in Illinois. And crime, crime rates have soared, gone through the roof. We went through the summer of love or the summer of peace, whatever the fuck they call it, where, uh, what was it? It was um, Antifa and BLM were actively, actively seizing and occupying right. public property. Yeah. Calling them autonomous zones or Chaz or Chav, whatever the, what were they called? Chaz, Chop. Chaz, well, it was Chop, the, and Chav. It was the Chaz, then it was the Chop, and then there was a Chav. Yeah. So we saw this happen. We saw these people, if ever you want to talk about insurrection, maybe take back, take a look back to that summer where, where these people created their own autonomous zones, absolutely flat out refused to obey the laws of the United States, set police cars on fire, murdered the police, burned down other people's building, destroys, destroyed other yeah, persons. Denied people property. access to their property. Yeah. Den yeah. Denied yeah. their businesses. Stopped people going to work, prevented people from making a living. That's an insurrection. Right. And it was done by force. People yes. died. People fucking died. Nobody was ever charged. Remember when Raz from Chaz was out there just handing out guns? Right. To minors. No, no one's ever, no one's ever actually been prosecuted. People were charged. People were arrested. People were charged. Kamala Harris was collecting bail money for them. Remember? Yes. Our vice president was actively collecting bail money to get these protesters out of jail so they could go back to rioting. That was here in Minneapolis. Yeah. Kamala Harris said they're not going to stop and they should not stop. She right. actively promoted an insurrection. Yeah, and she said even if we get into office, they're not going to stop and they shouldn't stop. But this is what criminals in the United States have seen over the last number of years. They've seen... They've seen people commit horrendous crimes, absolute atrocities, and walk away scot-free, primarily because of the color of their skin. These policies don't apply to you and I. If you and I go burn down a building, guess what? The full force of law, the full weight of the law is coming down on us. These policies only apply if you are a person of color, if you have dark skin. Right. And that may sound horrifically racist, but it's the truth. I would argue that it is horrifically racist. But well, it can't be racist if the victims are white. And right. the victims and in and the victims in a lot of these instances absolutely are white. Business owners who have worked their entire lives to build businesses lost their property. Homeowners lost their property. 
taxpayers who work extraordinarily hard just to have their money stolen from them at gunpoint were victims here. Victims of the very criminal justice system that we fund with our tax dollars. There's no compensation for us. We don't even get, we don't even get to see these people convicted as a form of justice. Right. Because that's simply persecuting the black man. That's where we're at. It's where we're at. And policies like this, policies like this make every single one of us less safe. Now, let's talk about Illinois specifically. Let's talk about Chicago. Chicago is going to be a different set of circumstances because now the most victimized demographic are going to be people of color. People of color in the inner cities are going to suffer now as a result of these policies. Now, once that begins to happen, we might, we might begin to see a change in, in, in effectively guilty white women. We might be able to right. find a change in their mindset when it's, when it's poor people of color who are being victimized in their own neighborhoods. That's been happening forever, don't get me wrong but it's going to get remarkably worse. When you can get away with arson, burglary, robbery, intimidation, kidnapping, second-degree murder, aggravated battery, aggravated DUI, and drug-induced homicide, when you could get away with things like that and you are, let's say, criminally inclined, you're going to do whatever you... You're going to do whatever the hell you want, and you're going to get away with stuff like that. Right. When the victims are no longer, you know, the same victims that BLM were targeting, the same victims that uh, Antifa were targeting, when the victims are actually people of color that are stuck in these neighborhoods with absolutely no escape, and they're being killed and drugged to death and kidnapped, and then intimidated into keeping quiet, when those are the victims that are starting to come forward, we might begin to see something change. But we won't see it change until that happens. I don't want them to become victims. I wish that these, uh, I wish that these virtue signaling and pricks that are passing these laws, I wish they would just take be able, be able to look at the big picture, be able to see the reality, be able to see the consequences of their actions of their policies but they can't because they're so infected by the woke mindset all they're right. concerned about is trying to make society easier and more livable for persons of color well i don't disagree with that but let's focus on the non-violent ones let's focus on the people of color that go to work every day and bust their ass just to put food on the table Talk about, let's, let, let's focus our policies on the people that genuinely need our help. Those folks, I'm not talking about folks that can, that, like us, that live in the suburbs. We don't need anyone's help. It's right. the folks that are fighting to survive in the inner cities. The folks that desperately need policies to help lift them out of 
poverty instead of the same old Democrat policies that keep them trapped in a cycle of poverty, keep them trapped in the areas where they're going to continually be victims to the people that are going to take advantage of these new rules. That's who we need to help. And and if these woke imbeciles would stop thinking about the criminal as the victim, and if they would look at the actual victims for what they are, this problem would go away. Right. Well, that starts, that starts with people petitioning their governor to replace the members of their paroles and pardons board because they're appointed by governors. And if enough people in blue woke states petition their governor and say, listen, governor, you need to get reelected, but your policies and your paroles and pardons board, they're destroying this state. If enough people petition those, those governors, something might change. If enough, you got to do it reasonably. You got to approach your governor and say, dude, stop treating the, the criminal as the victim. They're not the victim. They have actual victims that you need to be focused on, that you need to be developing your policies around. You don't need to prevent, you don't need to cater to the criminal. Now, I believe that, that prisoners rights are important. I believe that the treatment of prisoners is important. American prisons for the most part, are like little country clubs, especially federal prisons. State prisons are a bit worse. And I don't think that criminals should be there getting the shit beaten out of them and getting raped and, and all the nasty stuff that goes on or has gone on in prisons. I don't believe any of that stuff was happening. I believe if you're in the state's care, the state have an obligation to take care of you. I don't think it should cost $275 a day which is what some private prisons are charging the taxpayers. I could feed an inmate for 10 bucks a day. Might not be gourmet food, but it would be food. But I believe they have rights and I believe we have a responsibility to take care of them, but not to treat them as the fucking victim. They're not a victim of society. They're there because they made choices that put them there. Right. Treat them that way. We're making excuses for the criminal. We're telling the criminal, it's not your fault, it's society's fault. And we're making, vic- we're making the victim the criminal. And it's got to stop. This isn't going to do anything to help prevent crime. This isn't going to help anyone other than criminals. It's going to help criminals get away with what they were doing. It's going to help criminals extend their criminal careers. And it's going to help criminals victimize more people than they would have been able to victimize prior to these policies being enacted. It's absolutely sickening, Danielle. At 100%. Absolutely fucking sickens me that they're able to do this and that nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, we're talking about it. I imagine a lot of people are talking about it. But it's absolutely ridiculous that the people that matter in Illinois, the, the, the ones that make up the majority of the voters, especially in Chicago, that elect these imbeciles, they're not saying anything about this. 
And I don't for the I can't understand why. Yeah, how they're does the that... people that will be the victims? You know, and we're starting to see some of these woke prosecutors get re recalled and voted out. So, well, you know, it almost yes, yes, and no. So we saw we saw Ron DeSantis suspend one over um, the Dobbs decision, right? That was the Roe Ro v. Wade Dobbs decision. Um, who this, this one prosecutor was absolutely refusing to enforce the law. And so Ron DeSantis made an example of him and said he's been suspended indefinitely. Suspended indefinitely means he's on a paid vacation. Right. You need to go further I thought further we talked about one in like California or somewhere that was just... I believe San Francisco were yeah. trying to replace. I don't think they were successful. And it's because in San Francisco, guilty white women vote. Right. In mass numbers. They experience overwhelming levels of white guilt. And so they have to elect candidates whose policies favor criminals. Otherwise, they feel even more guilty. And it's because they've never been the victim of anything. They've never been held accountable for their right. opinions. They've never been held accountable for their smart mouths. They've never been the victim of a crime. Once they start being victims of crime, which these policies will guarantee happens, once they start becoming the actual victim, they'll reconsider what they've been doing. You know, I don't think they will, though, because like you said, it's going to be the inner cities where these criminals that aren't being detained and are being set back out on the streets. That's where they're going to be prowling, not out in the nice suburban neighborhoods where the Karens live. Right. Well, that's no, why they, will, the Karens... they will ultimately go out to the Karens. Here's the thing. They're going to go where the money is, where the wealth is. That's just a pattern. It is. It's just a pattern. We've, we're starting to see. It's funny you mention it. I've been starting to see reports of more and more home invasions in suburban neighborhoods lately in, in different states. It's starting to happen. It's moving out to the suburbs. The protesters said it was going to happen. Let's not forget. Right. Those, pro those protesters, the ones that were, you know, peacefully burning down other people's property. Right. They said it's come into the suburbs. Kamala right. Harris encouraged them to do it. Maxine Waters encouraged them to right. do it. Joe You're Biden right. encouraged them to do it. It's coming to the suburbs. Violent crime and nonviolent crime is increasing everywhere. It's not going to get any better. So let's talk about Let's talk about us. Let's talk about our response to this. Some of you may decide to uh, arm yourselves, to get a gun, just in case, just in case these violent crimes do show up on your doorstep. How many videos, how many sh reports have we seen lately, Danielle, of people just showing up at door on doorsteps and not in broad daylight and be bashing their way into somebody's house while the people are home? Now, a number of those people have been shot and killed. Right, right. Rightfully so. You break into somebody's house in broad daylight when people are home. You only have one intention, and that's to, to commit harm. That's to do harm. There are going to be some. There are going to be some uh, sufferers of the Karen guilt out there that wouldn't be able to bring themselves 
to shoot a home invader because, again, they would feel all guilty about it. They're going to end up raped and dead. Right. Yeah, they those, are. Those will be what we refer to as rape murders. Everybody else, arm yourselves and shoot a motherfucker if they come into your home. If they break into your home, fucking shoot them dead. The left don't like that. The left don't like principles of self-defense. The left don't like the fact that we have a Second Amendment and we're allowed to own guns. I don't know why this page is formatted the way it is, and y'all are going to have to forgive this. The story's now going to be at the bottom of this. Oh, the yeah. left have been pushing, because the left can't, there's no support, there's no popular support for gun control, Danielle. When you, they say there is, oh, 70% of Americans want an assault weapons ban. Um, when you ask them the actual question, do you want to ban a semi-automatic rifle? The answer is no. Overwhelmingly no. It's only when you say, do you want to ban scary assault weapons and machine guns? Because the implication is an assault weapons and machine gun, people say yes. When you ask them the specific question, the answer is an overwhelming no. People don't want to right. ban semi-automatic rifles. And so because politicians haven't been able to get their way legislatively, because there's absolutely no support for it, and trust me, the reason it hasn't happened legislatively is because there's no support for it. Even among Democrats, they talk about it all the time. They pay it lip service. They run on gun control every election. But do they ever pass any? No. Ask yourself why. Well, so they've been pushing for other means of implementing gun controls. And this is their latest. Credit card companies will adopt new sales code for gun transaction. Now, this seems innocuous, right? They have codes for all kinds of things. Groceries, gas, um, clothes. And it's so that they can monitor what people are spending their money on. It's what consumer spending habits, and then they can figure out rewards programs and bonuses and points programs and stuff like that. The, the token economy, I think you referred to it as in your latest blog. Right. Daniel's latest vlog over on YouTube, um, The Fit Life with Danielle. If you haven't subscribed, head over to YouTube and subscribe. But you talked about it today in your vlog. The, the token economy. That's why credit card companies use these codes. Right. They're implementing a code. Right now, guns, guns and ammo go under like outdoors equipment, sporting equipment, stuff like that. They're going to be implementing a code, a new sales code, specifically for guns and ammo transactions. Hey, there we go. The page formatted the right way. Nice. U.S. credit card giants say they will implement a new merchant category category code for the nation's gun uh, retailers, which gun control activists will say will help flag potential mass shooters and gun traffickers. So they plan on using this code to restrict your rights. When there's a code for groceries, it doesn't flag the morbidly obese who are at risk of heart attack and death so that right. somebody can step in and save their lives. And the argument here is, well, if it saves just one life, that's the argument here. Numerous 
talking heads have been on CNN saying, no, they should do this. If, if it saves just one life, they should track gun sales with these codes. Well, then we need to start doing the same thing for groceries so that we can save the life of some fucking cheeseburger person who's going to die of clogged arteries and a heart attack. Right. If it saves one life, it has to be worth it, right? Well, no. If you suggest that, you will be, you're an evil prick. How dare you? How dare you suggest trampling on the civil liberties of somebody that chooses to have a diet consisting of uh, 99% cheeseburgers? How dare you? This is America. But they're more than willing to do it for guns and ammo. Because if it saves just one life, this is going to be every single person that decides to avail themselves of their right to self-defense, their right to self-protection. I don't talk about hunting because the Second Amendment has fuck all to do with hunting. The Second right. Amendment is about self-preservation. It's about defending yourself and, by extension, your nation against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Well, guess what? The motherfucker breaking into your house is a domestic enemy. And he needs to be dealt with as such. Swift, righteous violence. That's how you deal with criminals that, that in, are intent on doing harm to you. Right. But now, now with this, me especially, I'm going to get dinged with this over and over, Danielle, because I buy a shit ton of ammo. I buy it, I shoot it, I buy more. I'm buying right. at least, a, I'm buying a case a month. Not recently because of the prices and the, the pandemic, but I was buying a case, at least a case of ammo a month, a thousand rands per month. I use my card. I put it on my card. I pay it off at the end of the month, but I, I, I don't care. Don't, by the way, folks, don't carry balance on your credit cards. I pay it off at the end of the month and um, job, job, good to go. But now I'm going to have the police either calling me up You're or knocking on my door. Attention. Say again? You're going to get somebody's attention. I'm, yeah, I'm going to get plenty of attention. And who knows who this is going to be reported to. Right. So now the gun control activists are using private corporations, private corporations who have been actually been given a legal mandate to collect this data on this because they report to the credit bureaus. And so they are lawfully permitted to, correct this, to collect this data on us, Danielle. No restrictions whatsoever on credit card companies because, again, they, they go directly to the reporting agencies. They're going to be using this data to flag what they consider suspicious activity. A case of ammo per month is absolutely going to be flagged as suspicious activity. Oh, now, I don't, buy, I don't buy a lot of guns. I'm not a gun collector. I shoot guns. The, I, I, the guns I own are the guns I shoot. Um, I've bought a couple recently. Um, but there were both guns that I wanted to get before any of the bans are implemented. And, right. and I shoot the shit out of them, quite frankly. But those two gun purchases in that shorter period of time absolutely would have been reported as suspicious. And I'll tell you why. Because the people who are going to be looking at this data probably aren't competitive shooters. They're probably not shooting instructors. They're probably right. not out on the gun range, out at, out at the gun club every weekend, burning through 
you know, three, four, 500 rounds of ammo. I taught two classes last week that took up a bunch of ammo, used a lot of ammunition. That ammunition is going to have to be replenished. Well, now my right to purchase that ammo is going to be monitored by these private corporations who are going to be answering directly to the United States government. Because who are they going to report this to? They're not going to be reporting it to somebody in the private sector. They're going to be reporting no. this to the government. And so I'm going to have the feds or the police or, or the Department of Justice, whoever it is, are going to be knocking on my door on a regular fucking basis, questioning me about why, why do you need all this ammo? And my only right. response can be, go and fuck yourself. That can be my, because I am, I, none of us are under any obligation to answer their questions unless we are charged with a crime. And even then you don't have to answer questions, but this is going to be a major fishing expedition. And they're going to be in Illinois recently. The, the, the authoritarian government in Illinois, Danielle, took their firearms owner identify, identification card list and they sent their stormtroopers to the homes of every single gun owner in Illinois. It's mind-boggling in, in, south, in southern Illinois. They left the north alone for some reason. They did this in the south. Went and knocked on the doors, told them that they needed to inspect their guns and their ammunition and make sure that they were in compliance. Sounds suspiciously like, listen, everyone points to, to Hitler, but that sounds suspiciously like Nazi fucking Germany to me. Right. And this is what we're going to start to see happen all over the country now because of policies like this. Because if you now go and buy something, a gun or some ammo, probably even anything remotely gun related, because if you go to the, the, your, your local gun store, even if you buy some other items, if, let's say you just buy some targets or a cleaning kit or some patches or some oil, it's going to be flagged with that code. And before long, somebody's going to be knocking on your door asking you to justify your freedom to purchase these right. items. And your only response should be, go fuck yourself. Charge me or fuck off. That should be your only response. That will get you arrested, I promise you, because these authoritarian pricks aren't going to like it if you tell them, charge me or fuck off. Right. Yeah, they're not going to choose fuck off. But those are the two, I mean, lawfully, those are the two options they have. They can right. either charge you and arrest you, or they can fuck off. Cake or death. They'll choose, they'll choose death every single time. Yeah. They're that fucking stupid. And so people are going to be arrested. People are going to be harassed up and down the country. The law, and this is where we tie back in, because I don't know if everyone's noticed, but I always like to loop all the way back around at the end of a story. This is where we get back to these woke policies. They're victimizing the innocent. They're victimizing people who, have, who are not criminals. They're simply exercising their constitutional right to arm themselves. 
exercising their Second Amendment rights. And we're the ones who are looked at with suspicion. We're the ones who are going to be penalized. We're the ones that are going to be victimized by the government. And in the meantime, the actual criminals can walk away from a DUI. They can walk, they can drive away as fast as they can because they can't be detained for aggravated fleeing. They can walk away from a burglary. They can walk away from a robbery. They can walk away from a second degree murder. But I guarantee you, if the feds come to my door and say, justify this purchase, and I tell them, charge me or fuck off, guarantee you they come up with some charges. And it will probably be obstruction. They'll say, okay, well, you're obstructing justice. We're arresting you. It won't stand. Hopefully it won't stand. Hopefully there aren't enough woke judges in the country that that would actually have teeth. But that's what they'll do. And it'll charge you a bunch of money to make it go away. Yeah. This guy who doesn't break laws. And I don't. I'm sorry. Danielle laughs at me. Danielle makes fun of me because... I don't like to break rules. Right? And except for when it comes to to YouTube, yes. Those aren't laws. Well, you I did rules. say rules. I don't like to break laws. That's very true, yes. I don't like to break laws. Rules, YouTube's rules in you know, it's their playground. They get to they get to set up their uh, little sand pits wherever however they want. And um Whatever. It is what it is. I don't give a shit. But I don't break laws. I don't like to break laws. I have broken laws. I've broken some traffic laws. And I've paid the price for them. Um, but I go out of my way to, to keep a clean criminal record. Right. But when the feds come to my door and demand that I justify myself, I'm going to tell them to fuck off. Simple as that. And I promise you, I will be arrested and charged with something, probably along the lines of obstruction. Why? Because I'm not a criminal. And if we're letting the criminals go, what does that mean? If we're letting the actual criminals go and we're not stocking the, the prison complex with criminals, who do we have to stock them with? Because that's a for-profit industry, Danielle, and no one's going to want to see that money go away. So if you're not putting right. actual criminals in prison, who'd you have to put there? You're going to have to concoct crimes against other people. This is one way of doing it. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's going to happen. People are going to get arrested and people are going to go to prison and jail because of policies like this. And these will well, be otherwise law-abiding American citizens. And those, I don't know if we ever talked about this story, but um, uh, I'm sure you know this, that those for-profit prison systems are set up to just straight up rape prisoners and their families to make more and more and more money off of them while they're in prison. Um, so... Right. Of course they want people like me and you in prison, not, right. you know, the broke down guy up the street that can't pay to keep money on his phone card yeah. or can't pay for all the exceptionally overpriced shit in the commissary or can't pay for the cup of noodles. We just saw, a story, the shit. Just saw a story recently where a woman got like a $40,000 bill for the incarceration of her brother or something. 
I think Crowder was talking about that. Like I a forty thousand dollar bill for the incarcerated brother, Matthew. Matthew, so how do you account for the ammo you purchase? I'm not going to justify it to you either. Yeah, you can go out back do it. and play hide and go fuck off with the fucking cops. Right. I'm not justifying it to fucking anybody. Right. Shit, the intern doesn't justify the shit to me. I ain't justifying and it to your yeah, ass. If and when I commit a crime, then the, the, the government gets to ask me that question. If and when they get to ask me that question. Why were you buying so much ammo? And maybe I'll choose to answer it. Maybe I won't. Probably but I have my probably. I have my justifications. Danielle knows what they are. Most people who watch the show know what they are. They know what I do. They know what I get up to. It's perfectly lawful. And it's protected by the damn Constitution. Right. Just happens to require an awful lot of ammunition. Bitches. But yeah, we're going to get wrapped up. We're going to have people like me. We're going to get caught up in this. I'm on so many flags, probably so many red flags about the things I do, my purchasing and so shit like that. It's not is that funny. credit card code thing, is that like actually happening or they're just talking about no, it? No, they're, they're implementing it now. It's happening now. Ridiculous. Isn't yeah. It? Oh, well, so Steve it is what says, it is. Cash advances on the card and then pay the card off at the end of the month. Screw them. Um, yeah. I, I, listen, I don't know if the, I, people are going to start paying with cash for stuff like right. this, I yeah. guess. Um, I don't know if there's a way to, for them to monitor and track these cash transactions that are inevitably going to happen. Me, I'll continue using my card. I got nothing to hire. Here's the thing. I hate to say this because I, I talk about it all the time. I, I literally have nothing to hide. Right. But that doesn't prevent them from concocting a story, from right. creating, we, yeah, from creating a narrative. Seen it all the time. Yep. They can make anyone into a criminal. Anyone. And if you take pieces of our shows and pieces of my social media and my purchasing histories and stuff like that, they could easily create the narrative that I'm some kind of criminal, even though I've right. never committed a crime. They could you easily, the yeah, they could easily make it look like I'm uh, uh evil, violent, right. you know, I mean, they could do that to anybody. Absolutely. They can do it to anyone. I, I'm, I'm again, I'm going to be on another list at this point, whatever. I don't care. Like I said, you know, oh, they, dude, you're already on that list. Now you're yeah, just oh, no, getting an saying, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on another list yeah. at this point. Now you're just getting and an asterisk. Yeah, it is what it is. Again, right. you know, until here's the thing. I'm not going to commit a murder. I'm not going to commit right. a rape. I'm not going to commit a violent felony. I'm not going to I'm not going to commit probably a misdemeanor, quite frankly, because I just don't do that. And so if they do knock on my door, I, I will, I can, I, I actually have the opportunity to stand there and say, fuck off. I'm not justifying this to you. Right. Charge me or charge me or go the fuck home. Then they they will then have to make a choice. Victimize, right. victimize a honest citizen or do the right thing and fuck off. pretty sure yeah. i know the path they'll take yeah you're right and we're out of time we're gonna have uh i believe we're gonna have a uh, guest on thursday maybe a couple of them from a organization called redo voting 
who I had uh, went to a, a meeting and saw their presentation. I was quite impressed by it. I think other people will be impressed by it. They need to see this. It's to do with securing your votes. And um, so tune in Thursday at nine o'clock for that. Uh, I think that's going to be a good one. And while we're not yes. on YouTube, while we're not on YouTube, it's the perfect opportunity to actually yeah, talk it about it. Find us all the places you found us tonight because this is where we're going to be for a while. Yes. <laughs> all right, y'all. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you Thursday. Thanks, guys. Bye now. Bye.